Hi, I'm Sean Doherty. And this is Caitlin Sai. And we're from The Hangout. And, and this, this is, is our, our golden, golden hour. hour. Oh, oh God, what's going on? Where am I going? Oh. Dad? Yes, my son. I am Deuce, the dear God. I'm so confused. Who am I? Derek. Your true name is Dercules. Dercules. Wait, what? Yes. You are Dercules, the god of the forest. Season five. Hosted by your favorite podcast host, Big Bochi. You already know the deal, motherfucker. What's up? Okay, before we start. Whoa, before we start, everyone relax. Hey, everyone. <laughs> This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, if you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you laugh, you, you're entertained, you cry, or you learn something, dude, just share it with a friend. And if you don't have friends, you shouldn't be listening to podcasts. <laughs> Am I right, Con Mac? Am I right? I, I, I totally agree there. Okay, also, before we introduce everybody in the room, whoa, I have an event coming up. On January 17th, called GDP Hustle. I'm pulling together a bunch of Boston based brands, startups, and companies, right? I could go sales mode right now, but I'm going to be doing it for the next month or so, losing my mind trying to get everybody here. But listen, if you have your own brand in the city, there's never been an event like this in Boston where brands of all levels, million dollar brands, five dollar brands are all coming to the same spot. And there's also going to be a live pitch competition that's streamed on the biggest YouTube channel in Boston. We're in. Let's go. All right. Before I introduce my guests, who's who's here today? Let's go. Start with start with Freshy. Yo yo, big fresh checking in. And on his left, it's C Mac co-producing another episode. Happy to be here. C Mac's back. And all the way to the left, the real C Mac, aka Con Mac, on the ones and twos. How are you? That's a classic GDP actor right there. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen me in Con Mac's work? Once, yes. Did you enjoy it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was based on a true story. But we won't talk about that. That was, our, that was the old us, man. That, you think? that was not my story, for uh, sure. Uh, no, it wasn't mine either. <laughs> but we know who it was. Um, on my right, I have two young people who recently... How recently did we start the app? We founded the company a year ago. And we uh, did our soft launch of the app one month ago. Fire. So you guys are like right in the launch. Like this just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's still going. fresh. Okay, dope. Yeah. So you guys are pumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go. Very pumped. Um, I have Sean Doherty. And I just want to make sure I say the last name right. Is it Cy? Yeah. And I have Caitlin Cy of the Hang app. Yes. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. For sure. Do you guys want to give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Yeah, so uh, I'm Sean Doherty. I am a senior at Boston University, um, and I am the CEO and founder of Hang, which is a mobile application that streamlines your social life. And we'll uh, we'll dive into it a little bit more later, I assume. But yeah, absolutely. That's our general overview. This is the first podcast for you guys yeah. too, right? Yes, yeah, and first, first podcast. podcast. Cool. What's well, the best podcast? Be- yeah, great. first and best. Um, I'm Caitlin Sai, and I 
grew up in Shanghai, and I went to Boston University, graduated this past May. Congrats. Um, so I'm fresh out of college. Do you have and, a, and is your job the full-time app, or do you have some, another hustle? Yeah, so I was going to work full-time in fashion in New York City, and I saw the awesome potential in this, and I actually really love working on it and kind of taking the risk. Nice, So I decided to switch over and do Hang full-time. Nice. So that's what I'm doing now. So I'm head of product at Hang. Fire. Yeah. So how do you manage your time right now? Like, what is your day-to-day like? I mean... We're so starting with you, Caitlin. Let's do it. So Hang Headquarters is just kind of the apartment. Yeah. Um, so we just do everything in there. Well, it's we, cool because GDP yeah. Headquarters is the back of this empty warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> We're good to go. Um, basically, every day we map out the tasks that we have to do, and we'll just tackle it one by one. But every day is Hang morning to night. And it's a hustle. You love it, though, yeah, right? Yeah, love it. <laughs> so what what was, like, your day-to-day today in the app development? Uh, so today we didn't <laughs> do much development. We actually had a uh, kind of a kind of real kind of mock pitch with some people in the tech industry. Cool. So uh, since we're going for funding over the next few months, today was basically... Practice. Yeah, practice. And we got some, like, good insight into how to scale out our product, and how to do our pitch once we actually go to venture capitalists. How much money do you need? Um, well, obviously you want a gazillion bucks, but how much you want like right off of it? Because I have no clue how to start an app. I have like no idea how it works, but I'm, I'm starting to learn a little more about the VC field, like Series A and Series B <coughs> funding. Yeah, so we're going to do a uh, very focused... Kind of like kind of relaunch next semester uh, in Boston. And when you say launch, like a new market push, kind of. Yeah. So what we did the first time was it was basically an extended beta test. Uh, and so what a beta test is is like you put your app out there for a small group and you get feedback and then you mm-hmm. like package it, repackage it, and put it back out there uh, for more wide scale use. So what so, you do like fellow students and like your friends and family. Yeah. So like like Connor knows like my cousins were like posting it on there. Instagrams and we did, we have our own um, our socials where we kind of tried to develop our brand a little bit but uh, we didn't really do any um, like on campus marketing yet uh, and, and nowhere outside of Boston really so this semester we we've gotten like great feedback over the next month we are uh, kind of we're not redesigning the product but there are a lot of things that we're implementing and also taking off the app cool yeah and uh what are you getting rid of? We had, right now, when you have a plan, um, and that plan posts to the feed, so you share it with your friends, you can add photos, videos, or text updates, and we're scratching the text updates. Why don't we like that? So, so yeah. we, after can, can we... Can you pull that up? You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll feel okay. strong. All right. Scream into it. Is that it. good? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, good. So after doing the beta test and kind of the soft launch in Boston, we noticed that people were more valuing the plan making side of things and the so half of the social aspect that we had kind of implemented wasn't really getting a lot of traction. And so we decided to take that out and kind of um, provide more value to people on the features that they actually were using. Um, so yeah, that's why we got rid of the text updates and kept the photos and videos. Okay, cool. Can you guys just, so we can move on and people can also understand this. What is the app and what does it do? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, 
Also, also, you guys are doing great. This is awesome. Right. <laughs> I feel like we're in like Forbes right now. This is sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So as I said, hang is meant to streamline uh, y- your entire social life. So from uh, A to Z. So what we realized is that making plans kind of sucks. Like I'm sure all of you have had group chats where you tried to get something going. Uh, and a lot of times it's either super disorganized or it just straight up fails. We got losers in the chat, man. We're yeah. just a bunch of type A winners, alpha males in one chat. You're making those plans instantaneously. Yeah, I mean, if you have that group, then you're good. And <laughs> also, don't, get you don't hang need at, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't need hang if you're all if you're all alpha males in the chat. But uh, that's pretty rare. That's pretty rare. We think so. You got to meet me and my friends, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're all deezed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we kind of were thinking about how that's like a problem. It's like. A problem that really shouldn't exist, right? We have great technology nowadays. Um, there's so many, there's so much social tech out there and so much social media. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that there's not really a better way to make these casual plans. Like, like there are ways to make plans like that are super efficient. Don't get me wrong. Like Google Calendar, that's how we scheduled this, right? Mm-hmm. So, but were, that doesn't. Were you pissed when I did that? <laughs> no, I liked yeah. when you did that because okay. that's for a formal thing. That's mm-hmm. like it's like a work type event. Even like Facebook events, people use those, but you're not really going to use Facebook events or Google Calendar to get like a few of your alpha male buddies together for, for some beers on a Saturday night. But we will for our GDP GDP hustle on the seventeenth, which is at the studio. <laughs> yeah, Quick even plug. Keep going. Even, hey, the, but you're plugging a, like a more formal event, right? Like exactly. that's a legit thing. Like I'm talking about. Like we call them micro hangs. So like the day to day things you do with your friends, you're not gonna really use a platform like that. And the reason why is because those platforms are just too formal. So instead, people use messaging platforms like iMessage, WhatsApp, GroupMe, whatever. Um, and because of the reasons I was saying before, they just kind of lead to uh, a lot of infi- inefficiencies and just misplanned. So that was like the premise behind Hang. We wanted to create a platform that just fixed that problem, uh, made it as easy as possible to make plans with your friends as quick as possible, and then you can track everything about your plan in our, like, it's, it's like, formal, but it's a more fun planner and, and uh, calendar, I would say. So, for instance, like, if you guys are on BU's campus, it's like, yo, let's go to the dining hall. That's something you could use the Hangout for, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You could, like, pick who you wanted to go to the dining hall with, and then you just say, like... Meet me at the dining hall. Grub, or meet me at the dining hall. Yeah. You can, like, pick a time, location, and you just send it to them, and they can instantly say if they're in or out. And it's that easy. If they say in, it's logged in your calendar. And Fire. then Yeah. yeah. And uh, kind of just continue, like, you want to keep explaining? What Please. Yeah, 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 so... So we were thinking about that problem, and then we went on, like, while we are thinking about that problem, we kind of recognized another. And this is less of a problem, but more of a trend that we recognized, is that a lot of people are kind of craving casual sharing. So, like, social media platforms used to be a lot more casual than they are now. Elaborate on what you mean by that. Yeah, definitely. So, on Instagram, in the very beginning, you would just see pretty casual photos posted by people you're friends with yeah now you go on instagram you're seeing posts by influencers businesses if your friends post something or like people like friends of friends post something it's probably going to be a pretty curated post just showing like yeah. a highlight of their life it's all very business related now a lot of con- i mean my, we put out a ton of content on instagram yeah. so i guess and it's a it's a great platform 
and and people will always be using that but what we're seeing is that people are craving a way to go back to that casual sharing you can see this through data so if you look at stories stories is social media's fastest growing segment it's going 15 times faster than feed sharing and has just surpassed a billion uh, uses a day on like four major platforms and, and if you look at the studies done by like super credible organizations like Facebook and other research org organizations uh, like the one by Facebook says that 58% of people that use stories say they use it to see uh, authentic and uncurated content and then 61% of people use it to see what their friends are doing right now. I think it varies by platform, though, for sure. Because I don't know if any, are any of you guys rocking with that Facebook story. I mean, Colin, Mike, you use a lot of social media. You, what are you rocking with right now, Snapchat? I don't even have the Facebook app anymore. I'll, like, I mean, I feel like with Snapchat and Instagram, I'll usually click through. I think Snapchat, you see kind of more of what's going on. But Instagram, it's... I just kind of click through to just get them out of there. What do you prefer right now to use? What do you mean? Like as a whole or for like, stories? Like you wake up and you're like, yo, I kind of want to just like see what people are up to. Are you hitting that IG or that snap? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll check like if like any groups have Snapchatted me or something, but I, I try not, I try to stay off Instagram until after like noon. Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like it's just distracting in the morning. You're just a business professional now. Yeah, I'm just, uh, <laughs> but when you check man. Instagram, are you checking the stories or are you checking the yeah, feed yeah. more? Yeah, I, I wouldn't like scroll. I'll probably just check the stories if it's like people that I'm like close with. Right. Which is yeah. more like an intimate thing like, like that. It's like you're not like checking this to like see like what's going on like with like celebrities and influencers and stuff. It's like it's like, oh, like I saw like hallway just post a story i'll click on that right i, I saw sean just post a story it's like people that I, that i like know c mac i mean i might click through <laughs> it but c mac this is interesting for you too though because you're like kind of like declining on the social media use what do you use on a daily basis none of it i mean i check linkedin just because i get bored at work i also tag you in that when yeah you these episodes <laughs> no nah, but big fresh been catching my tags on that yeah let's go bro let's go <laughs> I'll tag you guys on LinkedIn after this too. Yeah, yeah. fire on there. So, so segue back. So, you guys want to create a story feature for your app, or yeah, we ha we have a story feature. What I'm trying to get at is, like, like those statistics are trying to say that, like, people are looking, like, like this is the stories are exploding, and why are stories exploding? Because people are turning to them to post and see casual content by their friends unfiltered content un yeah polished content. yeah just like real things like people want a glimpse into like the real day-to-day -day activities of their friends like like that's just what they want that's what all the evidence suggests and so we took that idea and kind of leveraged it against our problem of that making plans sucks the way it is right now uh and kind of realized that we could create this platform where not only do we make it way easier to create plans, but because of the nature of the, our app that you're making plans on it, if you're able to share those plans, and since it's like always going to be like real-time things, we could create a social network of real-time events. So what you're seeing is always going to be something real, and all the photos and videos posted on Hang are going to be like... Unedited. Yeah, unedited, real events by your real friends. So where, do, how would your app, how does your app differentiate from Snap Stories in that case then? Uh, we'll yeah, we'll so, tell us how you Yeah, so um, 
I would say we're really basing it off of this idea that people hate like FOMO, the fear of missing out. And so they will scroll the feed, Mm -hmm. but the feed is text-based. So it'll say like Sean is hanging with Caitlin and whatever description we have, but we are differentiated with it. um, How we differentiate from Instagram is we do have those story components, but we it's organized more by event and not necessarily by individual. Okay, wait. so it's there for each event. There's a compiled story where all stories posted by everyone who is participating in that hangout it's compiled in one spot, and you can view it with one tap, and you can see the entire night out in one story instead of like having it up on multiple people's accounts on multiple platforms. So it just better organizes everything and it's um, gives like a better picture of what people are doing as a, as a whole instead of individually. So when did you guys get the, the entrepreneurial bug to start something like this? Like, did you guys link up like a year or two back? Like, yeah, we'd be a killer team in the app space. (laughs) Nah, it didn't really happen like that. Um, so I came up with the idea initially with my co-founder, Bennett Cooper. Um, and then we were working on it for, for months. And then I think like five months in, Caitlin joined the team. Because she... Shouts out to Caitlin. Yeah. yeah. She, I mean, she was huge. She took it from like us looking for someone to help us design. And Did you do all the graphic design? Yeah, so I did all the design. Graphic design is fire. You like it? Yeah. Wait, wait till you see the new stuff. Yeah, wait you got it on your phone? Let me see something. We don't have it on what, phone. what do you do, Photoshop? Yeah, so I do it on Adobe Illustrator and okay. Photoshop, which is not the most efficient way to design a pla- uh, mobile application. That's what we application. do all our stuff, Photoshop, yeah. too, though. Like, there's... There's other softwares like Sketch and stuff, but I kind of like it old school. Um, Photoshop's not really old school. Old school is like kid pics. You remember kid oh, pics? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> That's like kindergarten. Like, yeah. It was before you learned Microsoft Word, you learned kid, kid pics. Okay. Yeah. So, so you kind of just gave the, the idea brand for the most part? Yeah, so they had a concept that they kind of needed to make real Mm -hmm. i guess like have a physical prototype or whatever and so i just designed things based off of what they what they were looking for um and we were able to make some sort of prototype to show developers and have them get on board cool yeah and so have you always had kind of like a bug to like start your own thing or where are you from connecticut yeah whereabouts grunge okay cool soco yeah so cool. Is that what they say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know that? Where, where are you from? Uh, complicated. All over, I guess. Okay. Uh, you're scaring me. Born in California. <laughs> moved to Shanghai. Lived there for 11 years. Moved to Boston. Just for school? Just for school. Yeah. Word. Now I'm between Boston and New York. Bounced around a bunch. Yeah. I kind of like it, you know? Like, unpredictable. Well, on the same way. Yeah. yeah. On the move. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you guys met at school. Mm-hmm. And then, are you fully graduated? No. Dude, I wasn't either until yesterday. <laughs> really? I wasn't. I graduated college yesterday. Really? Two days ago. Hey, yeah. congrats. Did man. you know that? Are, are you graduated? Yeah. Let's go, bro. <laughs> what did it take you, five? Uh, four and a half. Well, it took me five and, and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, have you always, like, do you have, like, business people in your family or, like, people in tech in your family? Uh, I biz- my dad's a businessman. Um, no one in tech. I kind of, I don't even know where that came from, but 
my interest in tech really it kind of took off with the conception of the idea you know like mm-hmm. i kind of recognized the problem and then saw that tech was a solution for it um i think i've always wanted to do something on my own and like probably same as you like i don't i don't really want to work for anyone else yeah i, I kind of want to be able to create something and build it out and see how far it can take me and uh yeah what type of business is your pops in so you, is he doing like big finance yeah he's a finance guy okay did you grow up knowing like you never want to do what your dad did because i like <laughs> dude my dad is the president of a union and my mom is a financial planner and i was always like oh <laughs> this seems really boring <laughs> big ass yeah I, I don't think i've ever been extremely interested in in his uh field i always thought maybe i'd go into it but i like i feel like i would have been more involved in like asking more questions and things like that if that was like something i really wanted to do when mm-hmm. i was older uh, i think what he does is super cool and no like, one's shitting on your dad don't yeah worry, no I, I, don't want, I don't want him to think <laughs> listen and think of uh shitting on him shout out to uncle rocky says me Brian, Uncle Brian, <laughs> <laughs> shout out, Uncle Brian. We should start calling him that though, Uncle yeah, Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> I love that, Uncle Rocky. It's my dog. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you guys are now ha- one month into the drop, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is it like what you expected? Are you? Do you guys have moments where you're like, yo, what the fuck are we doing? I mean, you would be lying if you said you didn't, dude. No, I'm like three yeah. years into this GDP thing, and I have days where I'm like, yo, what the fuck. On. Yeah, no, I mean that just comes with a startup, right? For sure, that comes with entrepreneurship. Like, like I think the most important thing with the most important thing I've learned with this is that you need to be able to see what you have before everyone else, and it's going to be really hard, and you're not going to have tangible val- validation for like for a long time. You're really not, and like at at that point, most people would be like okay like it's not working out i'm done but you need to be able to see that it you it can work and that maybe you're not doing something right and then like stay on that path you know you got to be a, a bull right i keep it going yeah we, ha- we definitely have moments though we had a you guys I, gonna fight recently a little moment no today. i had a moment today, yeah, had a <laughs> <little> <laughs> moment today. <laughs> tears uh, a few Ooh. well it's not like we were fighting but it was just like being post-grad and everything and I think that it's definitely an awesome risk to take and the risk is kind of the fun part of it. Um, but sometimes you do get a little bit nervous or like... It's totally you qu- natural. You can't, yeah, it's totally natural to like kind of like question Especially. your decisions and stuff. And by no means am I questioning like, did I make a d- good decision about joining Hank? Because I absolutely love what we do. Um, it was just more a post-grad crisis type of thing. Well, I get it. I mean, as Con Mac knows, like, I was making YouTube videos, and I was, like, building this thing for myself at school, and, like, a lot of these kids would go out, and they would party, and, like, I was always working, and then, you know, school was over, and everyone was going to get these jobs, and I was like, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I've been, like, I've been so invested for, like, three years. Like, I can't just stop. So I had the same moment, and I was like, all right, like, what could I do? So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to try to throw, like, a massive concert. (laughs) And literally, I swear to God, it just, it ends up working out. That was a solution? Well, I knew there was this storied venue in Boston. You guys in the Middle East? Yeah. yeah. I knew if I sold out the Middle East, it would be like a really big deal, yeah. especially in Boston. So I was like, all right, this would be a good goal to Did finish. you? Of course, bro. Hey. What you do you have? Who was playing? 
no artists you probably don't even know all boston artists so it's like there's really a music scene in boston so it's kind of a big deal to get like 700 people to a show yeah that's sweet i I didn't sleep for like four months (laughs) carmack were you there no what's your deal bro (laughs) (laughs) of course you are god (laughs) so um are you guys how do you guys communicate like are you guys constantly texting each other back and forth what is how do you delegate work I don't really know how to start an app works. I got no clue. Yeah, we do. This kind of we do. Uh, there's something called Scrum methodology. So Caitlin can talk about because she studied it at school. That was like her concentration. It's more. It's more of a um, a development process or a, a way of developing. And so basically, you break everything down that you have to do into stories, and you prioritize it with what they call points and then you break it down into tasks and you have this entire it's called a scrum chart and you just kind of like move it down the line from the stories to the tasks to um in progress and then you have people check your work and does it work for you because you're over here smiling like (laughs) i'm I'm smiling because it it sounds like so boring but it's like it works though it It really works it would be like if you have like four main things you need to accomplish this month and you like put those four things in like the left column and then the next column is you come up with like every single step you would need to achieve to achieve those goals right. and then like you move them in, in progress when you're working on them and then we have like a little area if like they're really important we'll have them reviewed by the whole team okay and then and it's who, just like who else is in the team besides you two it's uh so bennett cooper my my co-founder shout and, out to uh, bennett shout out bennett and uh jacob westfall cool who yeah. is our uh head of sales and marketing yeah, but the way we do it, it really gets us on, tra- keeps us on track, and it provides like an, a holistic picture of everything we have to get done in a certain time frame. And everyone knows what's going on. Everyone knows what like their yeah, partners are the working on. Yeah, so it keeps everyone on the same page. Yeah, yeah I do something called the power list. Not, Big Fresh has heard me like harp on this like five times, but I learned it from this dude who runs a podcast. His name's Andy Frisella. And so he, he runs this thing called First Form. And he said, dude, every day, the day before, like write down five tasks that you know that if you do them, they're going to move you forward mm-hmm. just a little bit. I'm assuming it's kind of similar metho- methodology. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's the same idea. Yeah. But it's just a little bit more detailed, like with the exact steps you have to so you're take, me stupid. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wow. That was kind of weird. <laughs> so, um, ours is a little better. <laughs> well, you guys are getting it done, right? Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Are you guys big believers in the law of attraction? Uh, what is it? What's the law of attraction? Do you know what it is? Uh, Opposites attract? See, like, you know what the law of attraction is, right? Yeah, but I don't know where you're going with this. Well, I'm just saying, do you know what it is? Like, this isn't like law of attraction. No, law of attraction is not like two people hooking up, like, at the bar. Big Fresh, you're familiar with the law of attraction, right? <laughs> See, like, you don't know what this is? Let's hear it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Tell me what no, you're No, no. I want to hear what, what's The law of attraction, mind. like your thought, like all your thoughts end up mapping towards your actions and all your actions end up mapping towards what you visualize. And like manifesting. No one's heard of the law of attraction. <laughs> you guys ever heard of the secret? You know like the secret? 
No. No? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you guys serious? Is that like manifesting your thoughts, manifesting your destiny, that type of thing? Similar. Yeah. The secret? No one's ever heard of the I mean, secret? Yeah, just spit it out. <laughs> no, no. The, the secret is like this big like audiobook like franchise about like how to make your dreams come true. I'm not losing my mind. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. do you guys believe in destiny? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Mm, like a like a pre preset destiny. Yeah, like predetermination. Predetermined. It's like very um, Catholic thought. I would say no. I think you forge your own destiny. I think no, because uh, I think everything really depends on your mindset and your how much effort you put into things. And I think just because you're born with a talent or something, or if you're a little bit better at one thing than other people I don't think that it gets you very far in, unless you put effort into it and that's why I don't think destiny is a thing see Mac, Con Mac what about you because you grew up going to tons of Catholic schools um, this I mean, is like yeah. a good question I don't know why everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy like people think about this stuff yeah no, it's important no I, I feel like there's not like any preset thing I mean I think if you just do things the right way stuff happens the way that you kind of i mean meant to happen by how you make it happen that's poetic what do you see mac um i like to believe that things happen for certain reasons or trying to make a story out of everything so you can kind of push towards a certain goal if you fail it's like you failed because you need to learn something from it if you succeeded it's because you worked hard enough to get there but uh, so I think so. I mean, I don't. I don't know if this is like a Catholic thought. I think it's just a thought, like of. Well, the destiny and predetermination are two different things. Because, like, one thing I did learn at PC was like, I, like huh. remember Aquinas? He's saying like, as soon as you were born, your whole story is like already mapped out for you. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. I think. I mean, your story is what you make of it. I think like, it's one of those things. Fr yeah. Fresh. Any insight? Um, I don't know. I'm like the least like spiritual person, so it's probably a bad. Um, big believer in like simulation theory. Yeah, if that means anything. But yeah, caught in the sim, caught in the sim. Yeah. So how do you guys market the app? Like, uh, how do people do that? How do you rank on the app store? Uh, yeah, so there's so many apps. Like, yeah, there are millions. Um, so. Like one part of it is we have like people don't see these, but we have like keywords that I think what is it, like a hundred is a hundred words or a hundred characters characters yeah so you get like a hundred characters to put keywords in and uh, like it goes into Apple's the App Store's algorithm and it kind of sorts it that way or it or it uh, sorts by like popularity um, but besides like from the App Store we market on our socials and. We haven't done this yet, but our whole plan for this upcoming semester is a uh, like a college, like campus ambassador program. So, like, so what Tinder and Bumble did that really made them take off is they would get like these ambassadors on their on uh, college campuses, who would they would be less less ambassadors and more so like facilitators, like actually using the app and like just going to their like th they would mostly be in Greek life, so they would just go to their fraternities and sororities or whatever and just be like like check this out like all the girls in these sororities are like using the app like download it and like 
that's kind of how they got it to spread outwards. Um, we think we can have the same type of success or even more because, like, with our platform, like, their college kids are going to be doing what they do anyways. Like, they make plans every single day. So if by having a facilitator on campus, using it with their uh, with their social circle, with their, uh, like, fraternity or sorority, we think that it will kind of spread outwards that way. As for our aesthetic on Instagram, um, we're really trying to go for this raw, un- um, un- uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uncurated nice. um, kind of vibe. And so we feature a lot of um, people our age or older or younger um, just doing Do things with each you? other. Yeah. No, that mink coat also looks mad warm. It, it's, is it dope? Yeah, you should get one. When we need some hang <laughs> gear, you guys got like t-shirts on the yeah, line. Yeah, we, we do. We do. Stuff today. We uh, that's all being deployed next semester. Yeah, but I'll make sure to reserve some for you. Thank you. Yeah. Do a long sleeve. But or yeah, something. so so we use um. All the photos are are filmed. Yeah, photos. so it's fire too. all the photos are. <laughs> yeah, and the hats. Yeah, so all the photos are. What's oh, that Caitlin sauce? I see you with that artsy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. um. All the photos are taken with a 35 millimeter film camera, and we don't edit them at all. We just get them developed, and um, that's what what it is. Because we really want to portray. Um, we just use the the disposable. We have been using the disposable ones right now, but we yeah, also Polaroid. have yeah. But we also it's a Fuji film, but we also have one that's a um, a more professional one that's a Minolta. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the idea behind it is just really presenting this authentic. Um, culture of people doing fun shit all the time. Sorry, can I swear? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <Ow. laughs> My knee. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of the idea by, behind it. So if you saw our Thanksgiving post was a picture of two girls taking a post-food coma nap. It's just like genuine content. Like people do that. It's a fact. Yeah. It's a real so thing. did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the idea behind our brand aesthetic is kind of to just like maintain that um, raw, uncurated feel. This is a somebody relevant, but do you guys are you familiar with Johnny Glenn? Because he was at BU when you guys were probably underclassmen. He was a yeah, yeah. He's, he's a singer, been, right? Yeah, he's been on here. Oh, really? Dude, you should try to get him to use the Hangout. Oh, it's a big marketing yeah. guy. He'd be great. Really? Who else do we is know? He's still BU? singing. You know Samuel Thompson. No. He's kind of in your space too. He came up here too. He uh, he does like some sort of like influencer marketing or something. So you're a pretty good like mix of entrepreneurs coming out of yeah. you, huh? I saw uh, I saw Johnny. It's Johnny Glenn, right? Yeah, I saw him perform once at like one of the sorority um, like talent show word fundraisers. Do you guys enjoy? Well, did you enjoy BU? Freshman year, I hated it. Have to be honest sophomore year to senior year absolutely loved it did you yeah do you like it yeah i love it i mean being away this semester was like one of the hardest things ever i missed it can you i I don't want to dip into it too much but can you elaborate why you took a break kind of yeah um yeah so back in may i was diagnosed with metastatic testicular cancer so first i had surgery and then i thought maybe i'd be done and go back to school you know and then uh I went back in, they found a tumor in my lungs. Yeah, in my left lung. So then uh, I had like four months of chemo. um, And like recently, like a month and a half ago, I went in for like the big scan. Like, and this was like 
basically telling me if I was good or if I was super fucked. And uh, the chemo worked. It shrunk it, so I'm in remission. Wow. Um, yeah, but it was good. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of... Good, obviously, when you go through something like that, you learn a ton. Um, it makes you tougher. It also gave me a ton of time to work on the app. I'm sure. Uh, work on Hang. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, Connor, Kaylin can tell you, I focus so much on it like all my time that there were times when i actually forgot i was sick wow like even when i was like super messed up feeling out of it i would just be like totally consumed by it so you feel like you needed it yeah it was like it was like a drug so it kind of it helped me it helped me get through like a dark time so you were like in the hospital like consistently working on the app yeah the chemotherapy treatment room uh but kind of, it kind of became our office. <laughs> yeah, I read that in the article. Yeah, right? when I, yeah, from the article, BU article. Um, when it would get really bad, like Caitlin would do most of the grunt work, but uh, for the most part, I was able to, I was able to keep going. Yeah. yeah. So, for the most part, like ninety nine percent of the time, we would work together in the in his treatment rooms, working on hang for like six hours a day, then probably go back and work on hang some more. Yeah. yeah. It was wow. a, it was a good time for doing work because it would be. So, like, when you get, um, I had two bags of chemo, uh, a top aside, and cisplatin, and it would take, like, anywhere from, like, five to to six and a half hours a day. Can you just, this isn't me supposed to be ignorant, but how does chemo work? It's like, yeah, no, I didn't know either. Um, so, you get it through an IV. Okay. And it's just, like, a small or a slow drip. You get, I would get a, a bag of hydration first for about an hour uh about an hour and a half maybe depending on the day like a saline bag yeah saline bag exactly and then simultaneously like towards the end of that that bag they would put on the first bag of chemo for actually first there are a bunch of steroids and stuff but it all comes through the iv okay and then i get my two bags and so why why is there this uh conception that chemo is like a radiation thing well there is radiation i they're two like they're two different two types. different types of treatments. Yeah, yeah, but they're. I think chemo is more. Like if it gets to that point, chemo is more common. Radiations you don't want radiation. That's both are pretty bad and have lasting effects. But radiations like really bad. Kind of leads radiation to just like blasting you yeah. with like shit. With really bad shit and can lead to. They can both lead to future cancers, but radiation more so. I think. So what was it like when you found out, like, yo, I have cancer? Oh, my God. It was crazy. Like, what the fuck would... Yeah, Connor's dad was actually, like, out golfing with my dad. He, like, my, my dad was, like, Connor, uh, my Uncle Bobby, and, like, all his friends down. Uh, so I was chilling at my house with Kaylin and my mom, and I got the call from... I went in for my ultrasound or whatever, and then I got Were the... you feeling sick at the time, or...? No, I, it, was, it actually hurt. Okay. Like my uh, nut. my nut hurt, <laughs> um, and it hurt. But then I was in Paris at the time, like walking around with my other cousin Cal, and I was like, "Dude, my my nut like really really hurts." And he was like, "Stop! Like you're being ridiculous, kind of making fun of me." And Did it feel like heavy. Uh, no, it was just like a. It almost felt like I was bruised, and then I came back and it started feeling better. 
So I was like, I'm actually not going to go in, and Caitlin forced me to go. And then, okay, so all that happened. I get the ultrasound, and then uh, we're chilling. I get a call, and my doctor's just like, like, don't, um, like, don't freak out. You're going to be fine, but you do have cancer. And then when you get – the word cancer is really scary. It has a really, really uh, negative connotation. So when you hear that, it's kind of like like, a, like an out-of-body experience almost. So, I don't know. I was, a, I was a little stunned. It's weird, though. Like, the worst part about cancer, if you have, like, if you have pediatric cancer, if you're, if you're a kid, um, is, your, is what your parents have to go through. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's tougher for your parents than, than for you. And, like, that first meeting with the doc like the first of hundreds but that first meeting they're just like falling apart and i'm just like i, I was kind of chilling honestly because i don't know it, it kind of makes you not want to fall apart for them you know i feel you yeah i'm sure like your mom was a wreck yeah yeah she was so what did you feel like as soon as someone says that, like yo you have cancer are you like holy shit my life's gonna get cut short holy shit i gotta get stuff done like Am I going to be able to accomplish everything I wanted to get accomplished? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of a weird person. I don't, I didn't have those thoughts. I kind of, I, I, that's a lie. I, partly I wanted to, I knew I couldn't do like everything I wanted, especially while being sick. It's just like I wasn't allowed to fly. I couldn't really be around other people. My immune system was super... You felt weak. Yeah. It just... Doc, doctors wouldn't let me. Um, so, I kind of just wanted to, to keep doing what I was already doing. I was already working on Hang. Um, yeah, I... I that's, a, that's a really good question. I just... I kind of went on with my life normally. And, and never really... If you let thoughts like that get to you, I think that it can make the situation a lot worse. You know, what did you think when you heard? Like, what was that like? Were you freaking out? I was totally freaking out. Um, I couldn't even imagine. Like, if one of my friends got that call, like, yo, what the fuck? It was insane. Like, it was completely unexpected and was extremely shocking. Um, and it was just like a matter of what can I do to be there for someone, or you know, I. I didn't really know how to react, honestly. So it's just like I didn't want to overreact. I didn't want to underreact. Like there's, I feel like there's no like mm -hmm. reaction that is normal. I guess you know. Yeah. And question: Did you have anyone in your family had cancer prior to you? Like, had you had an experience where you were familiar with diseases like that? Or, um, yeah, my our grandfather had cancer. But they kind of didn't really tell anyone, and it, it out later. Yeah, it was like it was like one of those things found out later. And then uh, my my grandmother also had cancer, but it was like when I was young. So same thing, they didn't really tell me. So I'd never really had an experience. Oh, actually, my best friend in middle school, Henry Golden, had cancer. That was actually I actually had a pretty personal experience with it because like it was tough for me going through this. But imagine being. A middle school kid, yeah. like you're already dealing with like your body changing, like Puberty. people being mean in middle. It's like the kids are like so mean in middle school, yeah. all that shit. Um, and then on top of it, like you're bald as like a 
13 year old kid so that was that might have actually that might have actually helped me when when i was sick because i i had a little bit of perspective on it from that so when it got really bad with the treatment like really taxing was there anything that is there any like sort of like motivational source you had like because from what i know again i don't know much i've had obviously relatives who've had cancer but like they say like you gotta have some sort of thing in your mind that's driving you to get to the end of your treatment because it's just such a grueling process yeah um i think i'm naturally a super competitive person which leads to you being like internally motivated Mm -hmm. um so i think i was just kind of like i'm gonna go as hard as i can to not we die from fucking shitty thing yeah. at such a young age. Like I have my whole. I think I can do a lot with my life, and I have my whole life. I go into the chemotherapy treatment rooms, and I forgot the name of it. Rick Ross just put out a new album. I put my headphones on, like bump rose the whole time. <laughs> That's fire. And just get like as hyped as I could. Fuck you, cancer. Fuck yeah. You. <laughs> well, I think you did a pretty good job of. Uh maintaining this control like i think you always kind of had the mindset where you're like i i have control over this thing you know like you did you like the unwanted attention or or the the attention you got was it unwanted or uh because i'm sure a lot of people are like oh my god Sean, yeah, you okay? Yeah, yeah. how are you that's a really good question um no so i didn't really talk to anyone while i was sick like i would respond like if someone Every, everyone I know texted me, right? So, people I'm close with, I talked to a little bit, and like some of my best friends and like my cousins, like they they came to the house for a few weekends, and that was awesome. But in terms of like everyone else reaching out to me, I it's like overwhelming, and also just like kind of when you're sick and you're focusing on yourself and you need you, you do kind of think about time a little bit. And it's like I'm not gonna like waste my time, like texting all these people back so they feel good that, like I responded to them. You know, like I, I sound I sound kind of I kind of sound like a dick, but yeah, but you're more important in the situation than the validation someone gets from getting your attention. I get it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> Didn't love it. Comic. What was it like for you hearing? Just like I mean, I remember when I heard it was the same thing. I was golfing and I like. We had like golf tournament, went back to my buddy Flan's house and I got the text and I was just like in complete shock. I was actually with our, our other cousin Marky and we just kind of went back to my house and we just had like a little sitting there just like, what? Like, couldn't believe it. Like, just like, I mean, just one thing on top of another, it was unbelievable. And then kind of came to it. Uh, we're just like, all right, I mean, it's Sean. Like, he's going to fucking crush this. He's... There, there was no doubt and then the first time that I saw him after because we were like FaceTime and talking whatever then it was like the weekend that he started chemo and then like my aunt was like oh this is supposed to be like when it's at it's worst like this is going to be really tough before I came I was like no I'm, I'm down just, just want to be there I get there and this kid's like takes the dog for a walk in the morning he's up all day like eight hours working on the app and he's like yo want to play pickup basketball and I was like dude I'm not this active like any day of the year, and and he's yeah. so we're playing pickup. Every shot he he's like 
chucking from three, nailing everything. Every shot he misses, wow. he gets down, does like ten push ups. And I was like, that's wow. unbelievable. Like I'm a little he's, I'm hyperactive. He's just a beast. Yeah, I'm the same way, bro. <laughs> yeah. Have you already had a motor? Yeah, just have to get the energy out. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Did you, did you work out today? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We Actually, like right before this. Yeah, she worked out. Yeah. What do you guys have? BU gym? No, we. I have a gym in my apartment. A fire. Oh, you came all the way up here from. Oh, you have an apartment up here in Boston. Yeah. Now that I'm coming back to school, I used to live in this. This like really really gross house with uh like all my best buddies from school but we're in austin yeah in austin i can't really move back because uh my parents wouldn't really let me move back because my immune system and everything but so i got a cleaner place now so was that a a surprise that you had testicular cancer was that like for like kids our age is it common yeah uh, it's most common for for guys our age really yeah and there's also this like I think there's like a stigma around testicular cancer where like people think it's going to be like embarrassing. I, I guess it could be embarrassing, you know, like your the surgery. You yeah. Your you you off, get right? your orchidectomy, they cut your nut off and all that stuff. But you but still got one, right? Still got one. Let's go. I'm bro. Good. Let's get it. <laughs> that would just, okay. It would, it would really suck if you had to get both. the, if you had to get the double, but no, nah, it was just one. And well, so, fine. so everything functions, like still get testosterone and all that stuff. And, I really don't. I don't really don't mind at all. I never really mind uh, minded. It's like I'm a little bit lighter now. I'm faster. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When, when you guys are older, you're not to get a little, like crudier, but your your sack's gonna be sagging down. But I have less pressure, so I'll be. You're gonna be like. I'll be Superman. tight forever. You're good to go. Bro. Eighty years old. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be like a uh, Botox down there. <laughs> so, so what type of uh, like diet and exercise do your doctors recommend now? Do you have to like. Um, cut refined sugars or? yeah i mean they tell me all this stuff i i listened to them when uh when i was going through everything but i i haven't really been listening since like i wasn't supposed to work out for a while but you would have been saying like had to start, you just felt restless right yeah i just wanted to like immediately start building myself back up to be like full strength all the time uh so i've been doing that one thing i've been doing or been trying to do is eat way cleaner like you're not supposed to eat a lot of bread or uh like red meat and things like that because like bread uh refined carbs yeah or carbs they they get broken down into sugar which like feeds if you have cancer feeds the cancer that that's Uh, like proven yeah wow yeah a lot of people that i talk to that have had cancer like completely didn't eat bread at all i i love sandwiches so i i would have them once in a while but uh you're really not supposed to well i didn't know that yeah so there's like actual studies that that are linking refined carbs to like cancer yeah i don't know i'm not sure if they if it's linked to causing cancer but i know worsening it yeah i know you're not supposed to or eat it when you have it so okay, so I kind of understand the timeline better. So you're coming back now off your treatment, yeah, and you're back to school to finish school, mm-hmm. and you just finished and you just graduated. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get it now. So you guys kept the app going, and even though you had all this fucked up shit going on. Yeah, good for you. Worked man. on it even more. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like? Do you have like a fatalist point of view now? Like, all right, it's like kind of like do or die like i know what it could what life could really get to 
Um, not to be totally negative. Wait, yeah, what do you mean by that exactly? Like, a lot of people say when they have, like, some sort of near-death experience, it, like, triggers them into, like, constant action. Did that happen to you, or? I, th- I feel like I was already heading towards that point. Uh, yeah, the answer is yes, but I feel like I was already, like, on my way to wanting mm-hmm. to do that. Like, if you're, if you're going to, a, like, to the entrepreneurship game, like... Pre driven, yeah. Yeah, you kinda have to be like that. So yeah. Use it as fuel now. Yeah. You yep. need a tat maybe? I have a tattoo, uh, but I've said it's gonna be my only tattoo. It's for it's for Comac's sister, uh, my cousin, um, who passed away. But I I keep that as my only tattoo because it's like No, yeah. I don't wanna dilute its meaning by adding other tattoos. Like I know what I went through, it's in my head. I don't need okay. to, I don't need ink to show me. Connor, do you have a tattoo as well? No. No. You thinking oh, about yeah. getting one? I mean, I've always considered it, just never did. Yeah, I feel you. I'm kind of thinking of getting a tattoo soon. See, Mac, any plans for a tat? No. No? No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so 2020, what do we want to get done with the app? Like, what are we thinking? 2020. Like, give me, like, we have an interview, like, one year from today. Like, where would you guys like to be positioned? Yeah, um... That's awesome. We want to, so this semester, we want to grow this thing out as much as we can in Boston, right? We think that using our, we think that the new app that, like, Caitlin spent, like, 20 hours, like, binge designing this thing, and it's awesome. Like, I can confidently say it's way better than it is right now. It's absolutely awesome. We want to get on all these campuses in Boston um, and get really engaged users, like using this thing every day, like trusting it for all their plans, uh, using the social feed, and then hopefully when they go home from the summer, they can spread it outwards. Like uh, like we're kind of modeling this off of what Tinder did. They, when they launched, like so they went to school's first semester in the fall, and they had like 20,000 users. And from January 1st to January 20th, so like when everyone was home for winter break, they went from 20,000 to 500,000 users. And that's all organic. Because like, people are hooking up with people. Yeah, because like, people... Hey, think actually works. Yeah, I mean, I bet, I bet we, we all did that. Like, you, we went home and... Well, Comac was an animal. <laughs> I remember you, bro. Swiping right swipe, all day. Swipe. <laughs> He's got to go, bro. Like, dude, no, he, no, he was wiped. He was wiped. Yeah, no, he would never do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's our plan. We think that... Like we're confident that our product's gonna work, um, and that our marketing campaign will work, and that we'll get enough users on it. And what we want is quality users, so that these users will go out and do exactly what they did for Tinder, and grow it organically. Um, basically, like telling their friends, like this is a game changer. Game changer. You need this thing. Like this is how I'm making plans from now on. Uh, and and we think that it's gonna work. So if we have, when we come back here in a year we want to have gotten our series a round uh and be expanding uh, uh, hopefully we'll have covered the northeast by then but we'll be expanding nationwide okay in terms of usership yeah got it yeah would you agree you guys on the same page yeah same page same vision yeah same vision all right so are you guys can you tell me how much money you're looking for is that like a, a bad question to ask I'm gonna get if I guess like you guys want to at least raise yeah. like two million, three million bucks. 
Uh, for Series A? I mean, you guys want $3 million bucks to develop the app. Yeah, um, well, partly because the app is developed and because our our campaign for marketing requires like very low marketing spend like to get us to the point of getting series a series a round where we would be getting like a couple million bucks like i'm not really sure exactly what it would be that's a pretty uh like that's down the line but to get to that point we don't we don't need that much money we're trying to be as scrappy as we can um keeping funding in-house for as long as we can and like with super low spend uh low overhead yeah low overhead so yeah N- not an exact number but okay well that's if answer. someone gives you three million bucks you're gonna take the three mil yeah oh done, done. i would too who wouldn't big fresh you what are you doing with three mil building that i'm building an app <laughs> yeah it has to all go to the app I'm well <laughs> so he's like he's a He's a computer scientist or yeah. app developer. Really? So yeah. that's the question I had is, um, are you guys doing all the development in-house? No. So we oh. do all the design and uh, so basically they take our designs and like run them through this software and like that's how they get the, the front end. And then back end, we, we provide all the, um, the instructions of how everything should work, but we outsource the back end development. Is that like offshore in like India or like yeah. somewhere? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So that's where Mikey Bonk is developed too. Yeah. So do you do app development? Yeah, that's um that's my job right what, now. What do I you was actually gonna say like is it I mobile fucking app? love like Scrum and like Agile. Like, oh I really? Yeah. I think I did a horrible job explaining it, but um, No, no, like yeah. I think you got it, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like you know have you ever used like the to doist app? Sorry like, to where me. you like kinda like move it from like blah like these columns like as like the task like progresses. I'm familiar with what you're talking about. Yeah, it's kinda like that. But um yeah, the company I work for now, they do uh, medical communications, and then mm-hmm. I work on their iOS app. Oh, cool. Oh, so you do, you do Wait, mobile so apps. Wait, so what, yeah. uh, what languages? We should talk after yeah. this. Yeah, we're, we're actually networking. Working, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, this is something I wanted to say on here, is that we are looking for a technical member Dude, to, to add to our team. So You're not looking anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, we're not looking anymore. We're, uh, <laughs> we, we found him, but yeah, we should definitely talk. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, Big Fresh, he developed an Amazon scale for the podcast as well. So, like, you can say, hey, Alexa, play GDP Minute, and it will play on Alexa. That was him coding the whole thing. Oh, wow. All right, yeah. Um, Another question is, like, when you're pitching the VCs, like, what are you um, kind of uh, explaining to them for your, like, uh, monetization model for the app? Yeah. Um, So, we actually have four pretty, like, strong potential revenue streams, like, so because people will be making plans on this app, we can offer tailored recommendations, like in events and even products. Like uh, Yelp. Yeah, like like Yelp, but like like our like we're di- we're different because when you go to the, to our planner on Hang, like I'll show you on the app after this, but, and you're going to make your plan, that's where recommendations will be for things to do. And because uh, like like people don't really. It's hard for businesses right now to market for those like little plans that you make because they don't really have data on that stuff, right? Like you, because as I said, like we do all this stuff on messaging platforms. So what we think we can do is once we have people working on or, or planning on Hang and actually using it for their social lives, we'll be able to not only uh, make money from businesses by having them advertise right on our planner. Uh, but we'll actually be able to offer like 
recommendations to the users that will actually be helpful to them. So like if you and I go and uh, if you and I go out for like coffee every morning at like a specific time, Hang will be able to recognize that and then recommend like another coffee shop in that area at that time for me to make the plan with you. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And that's, that's just one of them. We have some more. We, we'll, we'll, we'll keep those secret for now. Just, but that's our teaser. I, okay. So that's like a B2B model though. Like you guys want to start involving more businesses to place ads based on your app. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That'll be it. I part, this part, of it. Works, yeah. part of it. Yeah. Hey, any more questions over and here? For the back end, are you guys on like any kind of like cloud infrastructure, like Amazon Web Services or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, we're on AWS. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. See you, Mac. You got a haymaker? I don't have a question, but I have a comment going back to that law of attraction. Just hearing your story and everything, it kind of makes me think about that because, like, obviously, this cancer, it's not fun, it's not great, but gave you time to work on your app gave you a lot of time to work on your app and you made the most of it and just hearing you talk about it and obviously the bias of having you say this before it kind of feels like destiny (laughs) yeah no i actually wanted to jump in earlier when you were speaking about like this whole topic and say that i agree with you like less so now like i what you were saying about how like things get thrown at you like or or you fail yourself but then you can like if you maybe you were meant to fail or maybe you were meant to get something really bad to happen to you because if you're the type of person with the right mindset you can actually convert that into a success for you down mm-hmm. the line like i agree with that but i don't i think it's less about maybe like the bad things are destiny but it takes your mindset use it as fuel to use yeah. it to use it the yeah. right way yeah yeah so so maybe maybe half and half that's <laughs> i like that but no that's i was thinking of that and that's all i had yeah. great guy con mac any questions i mean yeah i, I can agree with that 100 percent. like sean i mean you guys all know like bad stuff has happened in the past it's i mean yeah you can deal with it two ways you can either give up or you can just get better and i think that we've all and done that multiple times yeah use it as a driver yeah Yeah, i feel you how important do you think is like positive thought just like just like kind of defeating negative thought in your head and like totally mapping your thoughts all positive okay so that's like the best question because i can segue that into this a book that all you guys should read is mindset but what do you remember her name her last name? Uh, is it on audiobook, bro? I'm not a big reader. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it is. It's a, it's a pretty famous book. Um, but she runs the psychology department at Stanford. It's called Mindset, the book. Um, and basically, she splits the world into two types of people. You can have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. Um, and I won't get, like, all into it, but, like, if I if you have a growth mindset you're able to take like you ha- you you it is a positive attitude in the way that you can take your failures and you can take like bad things happen to you and good things and kind of analyze them in the right way 
to set you on the right. I'm, I'm not doing a great job of explaining. So for a growth mindset, you see failures as learning experiences and learning opportunities. Whereas uh, if you have a fixed mindset, you see failure as um, a discouragement. So, part of life. Right. Part of life. Like you would be, if you fail, you're going to shy away from trying new things and maybe raising your hand in class because you're so f- afraid of failing whereas like for the growth mindset you kind of sometimes you want to fail because then you're learning and you're growing yeah. and you're progressing i love taking out yeah bro. i'm yeah. on it daily you should read it yeah what, yeah what she's saying actually i remember now is that with a fixed mindset you think you have like a cap on your like intelligence and your personality like you're born thinking that it's destiny right like I have X amount of intelligence and this is what my personality is and like I can't really do much to change that. Uh, and if you, th- if you think about it, if that's your mindset, then you're going to be super protective over your level of intelligence and your personality, like, right? Like if it, gets, if it gets discredited at all, you're going to be super upset because you don't think you can make it better so you're actually like a dumber person than you thought you would. That's why... That's like the science behind like why some people like I've done this a million times. This book made me realize it's like don't raise their hand in class, even though what what's gonna happen if you raise your hand and you get the wrong answer? You're either going to hold on, ask me. <laughs> what's gonna happen? Depends who your professor is. <laughs> you, you might want to meet him up after class. That's one. Yeah. Two, the big you know Connor. You didn't do the reading, dog. Let's be honest, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're right. I did it. You feel me? Yeah. But that's fine. So if you get it, like, maybe you get it right, great. But if you get, if you get it wrong, the worst things that, that's going to come out of it is that you realize, okay, I don't understand this. I need to learn this. Or you learn something from that. But if you have a fixed mindset and you're unable to risk the fact that, you, that your intelligence at that point might be lower. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Then, then you're not going to take that, that jump. Yeah. I mean... Again, we're all in our 20s in the back of this warehouse, so it's tough for us to all act like we're like totally successful. But yeah, we're not, my, I'm not. I know, I'm not at all. But in my experience, at least, I've in the past year, past two years, I've become so comfortable with losing because I'm like, yo, if you're going to do your own thing, bro, you're going to take losses. And the, I, I kind of feel like the more losses you take, the closer you're getting to a W. 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's the same thinking. But sometimes if you do you the catch, right thing with if, them. Yeah, but if you catch like 60 in a row, you're like, yo, bro, me, I'm just stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you're like, oh, shit, I just caught a win. Maybe something's going right. Yeah. Or maybe you're not even stupid, but maybe it's just like the wrong time for what you're trying to do. Well, I'm a big believer in like forcing things into existence. I like think that's totally pragmatic. I think you can totally do that. Like yeah. if you guys would literally never stop with the app and you just keep hammering it 18 hours a day over and over and over and over it will move i believe that yeah yeah so i got your back i downloaded before i downloaded like two yeah, days ago we saw that we saw that oh my did you see my picture no i didn't see your picture so you guys can track all our info no we just see <laughs> we just get to see that there's a new user fire hey big fresh can you download can you download 
Okay. See Mac download? I downloaded 15 minutes before they showed Let's up. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> there we go. Two new users. Wait, wait one month from now. It's going to be uh, It's gonna be a lot better. The features also, and the aesthetic uh, sorry, is so much sorry, better. No, that's okay. Um, I was also like looking on the app store before this show, and I was like completely looking at a, a wrong app. <laughs> and there's like another hang app with like one like one star review. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'd like, yeah, every like see it. It's actually like called that. like hang app. Right? Oh, okay. Like yeah. it has app in the It's name. like the blue like UI and everything. Like yeah, yeah. Blue that's blue, not yeah. us. Not, don't that, download please, that. Do you guys gotta sue them. Don't sue them. <laughs> that's us. Yeah, we actually. So we. Uh, no, no, you're not suing them, are you? No, we're not suing them. But we have the trademark for the name Hang. Cool. And that was like a huge problem for us for a while because there was this app named Hang on the App Store, but they hadn't been active in like six years or whatever. And the guy. A complete. He might steal. <laughs> he was he was awful. He was like this MIT guy. Oh, and he refused. Like he's. It's not like he's using the name anymore. It was like a company that he used to. Like I think he ran it, but the like the company that owned the app was gone. The app hadn't been act, like updated in six years. So like, you guys just reached out and said, "Hey, can we get this?" And he was yeah, like, no, no shot. No, he wouldn't even respond. Damn. And but like people on his team that we also emailed responded and like gave us the correct email and like they were like yeah he'll respond to this one he never responded so we kind of pestered Apple for a while until until they uh, they budged yeah they helped us yeah. well I mean we we it's our name cool so they, legally uh, entitled to it yeah so, so we, yeah, who, yeah who's got the LLC who who owns that us I know Me. Oh, your or, name well, well we have co ownership. But it oh, says Sean Doherty on the LLC. Mm-hmm. Hey, LLC boys for life. Yeah, yeah, LLCs are the best. LLCs are so hard to get. You guys have no idea what we went through to get one of those things. It's like a five hundred dollar check, and then yeah. like they send it to you like the next day. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Conrad. I told, I like announced on social media. I was like, yeah, I finally got my LLC, and people were pouring out support. Like, oh my god, you're a millionaire. This is amazing. <laughs> I was like, you guys, like anyone can it's do so it. It's yeah. so easy. It's like, like a 24-hour turnaround time. Uh, I know, dude. There's like websites that do it that actually give me all those viruses on my computer. Like you can, yeah. it's, it's literally websites <laughs> like that. Yeah, I also realized that you don't, you don't need it. We use the website also. Like you live and you learn, but we realize you, you don't need a website too. You can just go to your town hall and do yeah. it. Yeah. You, you, you save some money. Probably, it's probably like 75 extra bucks with the website. Yeah, and they charge you. I know. We pay, I think we paid like seventy five bucks. What did you guys do? Ink Authority. Yep. Yes, that's what I did too. And they keep calling you, right? Yeah. They're like, "Yo, you got to make sure you have this federal ID number, all this other stuff." Yeah, I think we took ourselves off of their yeah. website. Yeah, subscribed. Yeah. We're done with them. Yeah, we got the LC. We're yeah. out. We're making millions. Good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, guys, I had a great time. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. That's awesome. Cool. Before we end, any last questions? Nope. No. Okay, we're gonna go <laughs> no. So no, I know you want to say something. Uh. No, I I thought one interesting topic could be about growing up in London that we didn't touch on. I feel like that was a a very interesting time for you. You grew up in England. I was born in London. Can you give it like a like a, a thirty second? Blurb. Yeah, I'll. Thanks, Con Mac. I'll give you a thirty a second. Segue to the end of the episode. What's wrong with you, bro? Thirty second blurb. I uh, with a British accent. Please. I had a little. I was a little guy. I had a British accent, and they. I went to this school, and it was like basically like a Hogwarts type deal. Fire. Yeah, like super formal, and they like. I was like, 
six or six years old and they had me dressed in a full suit every day to go to school so i was miserable uh-huh. my mom said i had like a hernia at age six because i was so stressed out to go to school so that's basically my exp- i love london but that was my first experience and you had london. an accent yeah that's okay. a pulley like a sort of thing yeah uh, <laughs> not exactly like that but but yeah similar okay word i lost it though well hey this is how we started in the episode you guys ready mm-hmm. you gotta say hi your name i'd pass it off and say hi this is sean and this is our golden hour. Then directly after no break, hi, I'm Sean Kalen. And that was our golden hour. So it's this is, and then it's that was. And I'm not going to repeat it. Wait, so we have to say it together, or? I, I would, you know, Hi, uh, this is Sean Doherty. And this is Caitlin Sai. From okay, the Hangout. Okay, let's redo that. Let's redo that. All right. Hi, I'm Sean Doherty. And I'm Caitlin Sai. From the Hangout, and this is the Golden Hour. Blew it. Nope. That was. That Blew was. it. <laughs> Blew it. That was high. It's this is our Golden Hour, and then and then right after you say the same thing, and then you say that was, and I'm gonna let you just quick preface. Literally, probably about 97 percent of people get this wrong, okay. so you guys won't be alone. This. Okay. I think Con Max's mind's blown over here. He's got no clue what's going on. <laughs> All right, when are you guys ready? Hi, I'm Sean Doherty. And this is Caitlin Sai. And we're from The Hangout. And, and this, this is, is our, our golden, golden hour. hour. And then... Did you say my name again? Yeah. Hey, I'm Sean Doherty. <laughs> and this is Caitlin Sai. And that was our golden hour. Well, yeah, yeah, you're good. Why didn't you say it? No, you don't have oh. to say it together. Oh, I thought we said oh. it together. <laughs> no, we're done. We're good. Oh, that, makes it, way, that makes it way easier.